you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome into episode 249 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's won another game. This is getting very fun and exciting. Way better than those first six. So we're having a lot of fun. I'll go over last night's game for you guys. I'll go over the pitching matchup for today. And then in the final segment, I'm going to go over the Astros and Tigers game because the Tigers are the next opponent for the A's. And we got to see what's on deck for Oakland. So that's what's coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, today's episode is brought to you guys by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. We're going live this weekend, so get excited for that. Download the app if you have an iOS device because uh, it's only suitable for iOS devices. It's a great way to have a conversation about baseball. Uh, usually I try to do it during a game so we can all react at the same time and have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, just building up the, the Locked On A's community. That's what I'm trying to do here. And I, I want you to come join and just talk baseball, ask questions. It's a great time. Um, yeah, so download the Locker Room app. And then also, if you have any other questions and you don't have an iOS device, then uh, you can also email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into last night's win. The A's beat the Diamondbacks 9-5. to That is their third straight win, and they have now won four out of five. Remember when they were 0-6? They're not anymore. They're 4-7. Things are looking great. They're 4-7, and and I sound super excited. But given that start, this is where you want to be right now. Uh, and even a, a week ago, when they had just gotten swept by the Astros and they were 0-4, I said, if they go 2-8, and here's how they can still get to 500 by the end of the month. If things, If they keep playing like this, and their bats are still going. I, I know Zach Allen is a, a big hurdle for them uh, today. He's just coming back from injury. We'll see what he has. But if they can beat Zach Allen today, I think that this team's going to be 500 by the end of the week. I, I'm going to keep saying that until they lose a game. And then there's not really a lot of wiggle room. So, <laughs> so uh, they're going 500 by the end of the week. They got a nice off day on Wednesday. We'll see how that comes into play. Then the Tigers are coming in for four. So that should be a lot of fun. But let's get into some stat lines. Chris Bassett, he did not have good control. He had bad control. Yet again, second straight start. He battled through, though, and he gave the A's five innings pitched. He gave up two hits. He allowed two earned runs. He walked five, which is not like Chris Bassett whatsoever, and he struck out four. Um, he also, if you watch the game, this was not fun. In the second inning, I believe, he had an at-bat he did a check swing and he grabbed his side and the trainer came out and then he stayed in the game. And you're like, well, is he going to pitch the next the next thing? Because this is not great. This is not what you want to see. Cole Irvin got up in the bullpen. It was a bullpen day for him, I'm assuming at least. But Bassett stuck in there. He didn't have great stuff. He might have been hurting just a little bit at the very least. It looked like he pulled something, but he gave them five innings and he also saved 
Cole Irvin for his start on Thursday against the Tigers, which is great because uh, if Cole Irvin was put into relief today or yesterday, then who would be starting that game on Thursday? It could be Dalton Jeffries. I know that he just worked today, though, so it might not have even been him. Who would be available? Maybe Caprillion would be available. AJ Puck's already on the IL. They don't have a ton of other options necessarily right now, and I don't think that uh, Mike Fires is there just yet. He's probably going to be ready next week, I would assume, if not the, the week after. But um, they don't necessarily have that person that you're going to rely on right now. And so Chris Bassett staying in the game, giving them five, keeping Cole Irvin as a starting option, big out of him. Chris Bassett is gutting his way through these first few starts. He's been facing the tough competition for the other team. He's gotten Granky, Kershaw, and I know Bumgarner is not necessarily the ace that he once was, but you know he's still their opening day starter. So uh, only because Zach Gallon was hurt, I know, but still he did start opening day, and he's gutting his way through even though he has not had much control. And that is something that you want from your ace. He might not be giving you the the Sterling stat line like a Garrett Cole or a Jacob Degrom, but He's getting, he's keeping the team in the game, and that's what you want right now. He's gritting his teeth, and he is wearing it, and he's giving them what they need. And kudos to Chris Bassett; he has earned a lot of respect from me over these last three games. So uh, I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, don't swing the bat next time, though, Chris. I, I would appreciate that. Uh, moving on to the other side of the mound, uh, it's the same mound. The other team that was also on the mound, Madison Bumgarner, went four and two thirds innings, gave up seven hits, six earned runs. Walked three, struck out five, and that doesn't sound like a good stat line for him, but that is like an average start for him this season. That's basically what he's been doing all year. He has an ERA of 11. Uh, that is not great, and he is still under contract for a while, so I don't know what the Diamondbacks are doing. I'm hoping to have uh, Millard on Millard from the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. I, I think that we are scheduled to do a you know, post-series wrap-up after the game on Tuesday. So hopefully that'll be Wednesday's episode for you guys. And I, I can ask him, like, what the hell's going on with you guys? This is weird. You guys have a really weird mixture of players. There are a lot of older players, and I don't know who their core players are. And that's really a question that I want to know, is who's who are you building around right now? Because you're maybe the fourth best team in the division at best. At I mean, maybe the third at best, but uh, probably the fourth at best. And what are you doing? That's what I want to know about Arizona, because they're always an intriguing team. I like Chase Field. It's it's a pretty park, but let's stick with the A's here. Matt Chapman. Oh boy, Matt Chapman. He went to the opposite field in the second for a single, and if you listened to the podcast last week, I said it looked like he was trying to pull stuff on the outer half of the plate, and that is not how you get out of a slump. You have to go the other way. Just take the pitch with you. You don't. You can even be fooled by that pitch. Just make contact. Go the other way, and you'll figure it out from there. He got a single, and at that point, I tweeted out, he just went opposite field. He's about to get on fire right now, and in this game, he went three for five with a home run, two RBI, two runs scored. He demolished a ball against Madison Bumgarner. He, I, I think he's... He's starting to turn the corner, and I liked what I saw from Matt Chapman today. Hopefully, he can keep that going. Uh, we will see. Also, Jed Lowry, he went two for four with a walk, a double. Of course, he had a double. Three runs batted in it, and a run scored. He is hitting 316 on the season, and when he got that double and he had the three RBI, because that all happened pretty early in the game, I uh, immediately thought, oh, no, there has not really been any IL news today. 
somebody's going to get hurt. And then, of course, I, and I didn't tweet it out because I didn't want to put that into the universe, but then it happened. And because he's a vampire, that's that's the running joke for the last like five episodes. <laughs> so then Matt Olson got hit on the wrist. He played for you know the next half inning, but then he got pulled and uh, he's not going to play on Tuesday. He has uh, a wrist contusion. He's been contused twice in the last week. So that's great. He, he's had a knee contusion and a wrist contusion. So he's, he's going to sit out on Tuesday, whether that means Seth Brown or Mitch Moreland's going to play. I guess it might depend on Mitch Moreland's health um, because they're facing a righty. So uh, you, you want a lefty in there, obviously. And Seth Brown, he's been looking good. Maybe just give him the start and give Mitch Moreland the extra couple of days and see what happens from there. But uh, Matt Olson, they're going to see how he is on Wednesday for the off day and then assess if he can play on Thursday. And then the last bit of injury news is uh, Chad Pender. It's looking like he needs more time to heal up. It looks like they're not expecting him to have surgery, according to Martin Gallegos but um, of, of MLB.com. He's the beat writer for MLB.com. I just, I'll just say his name. You guys know who Martin is. He's great. He was on the podcast. You know Martin. Um, so it's looking like he doesn't need surgery, just more time to, you know, relax <laughs> or, you know, rest and heal and get better. He has not started baseball activities, so it's not like his return is imminent by any means. Uh, hopefully he can hit the field running when he gets back in. So uh, that would be great. The last bit before I send it to the first break, the bullpen on Monday night wasn't great overall just because they went four innings, gave up three earned runs. They kept Arizona in this game a little bit, even though, but the A's kept adding on. And that was key in this game. They kept adding on. Uh, they they went four innings, gave up three earned runs. One of those was Yusmeira Petit. Two of those were J.B. Wendelkin. Wendelkin's been struggling a little bit. Um, it's really just been two outings, but it's been two of his last three outings. He has allowed three earned runs, and it's been uh, fewer than three innings pitch. So it's been, I think, uh, two and a third. I think it was two and a third, and he's given up three runs. Uh, granted, one of those runs was against the Astros, and the Astros had seen him like four times at that point. So not a big deal. He'll turn it around, but the bullpen is a concern to a degree. Lou Trevino's looking great. I just picked him up in a bunch of fantasy leagues, so I'm very excited about uh, closer Lou Trevino. It's going to be him or Jake Diekman, depending on the situation, but more often than not, I assume that it will be Lou Trevino, so that's why I picked him up. Um, yeah, he, he's looking like he's turned that corner or, or reverted back to his 2018 form, so I'm excited about that. Uh, the A's, every year, somebody new steps up. I, n not last year because uh, Liam Hendricks was already fantastic, but uh, you remember uh, Blake Trining came out of nowhere. He was great, and then he stopped. And then it was Liam Hendricks. And then uh, th they do this every year. And why not Lou Trevino this year? Uh, they always need somebody new to fill in at, in at the back ends of the bullpen. And it looks like Lou Trevino is going to get that first shot. J.B. Wendelkin, as they said on the broadcast, uh, is another one of those options that could come into play later on. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what Lou Trevino does in the ninth moving forward. So it's going to be very interesting. And also I want to point out, uh, I tweeted it a couple times, but Ray Fossey definitely listens to this podcast based off of what he was saying on the broadcast. I uh, was talking about Matt Chapman going the other way and something else. I forget what it was, but uh, there was a few things that I've mentioned in the last couple of weeks that Ray Fossey was just spitting verbatim. So welcome to the podcast, Ray. If you want to come on, hit me up. DMs are open, buddy. Um, so with that, I'm going to go over the pitching matchup coming up in just a minute. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is in full swing right now. 
NHL, they're slapping pucks. Baseball's getting going. I put a dollar on like a eight-team parlay. Two of those games got canceled. And then uh, I think the only one that actually lost was the friggin' Tigers. Uh, I mean, great that they beat the Astros last night, but they cost me like 60 bucks. So uh, thanks, I guess. Good, good job, Casey Mize. You, you broke out and had a great game. We'll get into it later. Um, so again... Bet online is not going well for me, so maybe I should focus more on their awards, TV shows, or reality TV. I can place bets on those too, and that's a lot of fun. They also have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. So head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, follow us wherever you like hearing podcasts. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review if you please. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I don't have a ton on Gallon and Luzardo. It's more of a feel and setting the stage for it. Um, I'm going to go over what Zach Gallon did against the A's in his lone start against the A's last year. Uh, he was really good. He went seven innings, gave up three hits, and earned a run one run and struck out eight. Uh, that one run was by Robbie Grossman. So... Uh, he's not on the team anymore, so he's going to give up zero runs today, and that's not great. His changeup was lethal that night. He threw f he threw a few of them, but he got 15 swings on that changeup, seven whiffs. That's a 47% well, uh, whiff rate on that one pitch. That is ridiculously high. He was getting large whiff rates from everything, but that's the one that stood out. And uh, he was using a four-seamer, a cutter, a change, and a knuckle curve. I don't know if he's going to be able to control all of, all of those pitches in his first start of the season coming off of the IL, but uh, we'll see, I guess. It feels like the Diamondbacks throwing Zach Gallen in this game is a, a slight against A's fans because uh, we know him now, and I don't like him. I, I know nothing about him. I just know that that stat line that I read you, that's the only thing that I know about him, and I don't like it. But uh, he seems like a great pitcher. I have him in a lot of fantasy leagues. I've heard about him for a couple of seasons now. Uh, he was tearing up the minors, and I was listening to uh, a fantasy baseball podcast, and uh, they, they said, this guy's doing really good. You should get him now. And I got him for really cheap in like my auction leagues, and I am very happy now. Everybody wants him every offseason. But enough about Zach Gallon. Let's get to Jesus Luzardo, the lefty. He's got that turkey sub. He's been waiting to bust that thing out. I want to see one. I want to see a turkey sub on Tuesday. Turkey sub Tuesdays. That's why he's been holding off for a Tuesday start. That's why he hasn't thrown one yet. There you go. We're going to see one today. It's going to be great. But my one concern for this start with concerning Jesus Luzardo is after seeing the Arizona Diamondbacks really rough up 
uh, Jose De Leon on Sunday, the pitcher for the Reds. He's a big strikeout guy, but he got roughed up really good because they were jumping on him and he wasn't able to locate super well. He was getting first pick strikes because they were they were swinging at them. But um, that is something that I worry about with Luzardo because he is also a good strikeout pitcher. He can, I'm not worried about him getting strikeouts. I'm worried about him going five, six innings in this game and not giving up, you know, five or six runs. That is what I'm concerned about. So uh, hopefully they got the tape on this Diamondbacks offense and they were like, hey, they jumped on things early on the first time through the order. And then they, they kind of let the pitcher work a little bit more, but they were jumping on pitches that they wanted. And that is something that um, Luzardo is, he has so much talent, but these are little things that trip him up every now and then. And I want to see him go out there and dominate because he can dominate this lineup. They're not great, but they will make you work. But if he's locating his stuff, I don't think that they're a match for him. So it's going to be an interesting battle between Gallen and Luzardo. Uh, one thing that's working in Luzardo's favor is Zach Gallen just coming off the IL. And my buddy Millard Shane Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks said that maybe I shouldn't be super worried about Gallen in this game because it is his first start of the season. He may only be able to go five innings. So we don't know what his pitch limit is right now. He's not, you know, extended like the rest of the guys in you know, every other uh, rotation right now. So that could be something that's working in favor for the A's, which would be wonderful. Uh, hopefully they could beat up on that bullpen a little bit more. That would be a good, good time. Because um, the D-backs bullpen is one, not at full strength because Joaquin Soria is on the IL and uh, Chris Davinsky also not pitching right now. So those are two decent arms that they have that, you know, veteran experience and all that stuff uh, that are not available to them. So uh, we'll see who else they got because they got to some of the guys in the bullpen on Monday night. So maybe they can do it again and add on. Hopefully they have a lead by that point. Then you can just keep adding on. Um, so that's what I'm seeing from this matchup. Uh, they, they don't, they've never really faced the other team much because these teams do not play each other that often. So um, I, there's not a ton to go on, but I can't help but see the correlation between him and Jose De Leon, both highly touted prospects, both great strikeout numbers, both still fairly new in the league. Uh, De Leon has pitched a little bit less just because he's been injured a lot more, but he's, you know, he's getting, he's making his way. This could be his breakout season. He got nine strikeouts in that game on Sunday. So uh, we'll see what happens, but Zach Allen, hopefully he can only go five innings because he's on like a 65 pitch limit or something like that. Uh, maybe more than maybe like 80, because that would be five innings ish against the A's at least. Cause the A's, they make the pitchers work. So maybe the A's are taken early and then they're going to hopefully bust out against the bullpen. We will see, but it's going to be a very exciting game, I think. It's either going to be very high scoring or really close. Um, no in between. It's not going to be like 9-1. to one. It's going to be either like 6-5 or 2-1. It's going to be fun. So so call out sick tomorrow and watch this game with me. It's going to be a, a good, good time. And also follow us at Locked on A's and you can tweet with me. So uh, coming up on the show, I'm talking about the Tigers and Astros. Akil Badoom went boom. I, I hate myself for saying that. Anyway, stay, stay t locked in with Locked on A's and I'll be right back. 
Today's episode is also brought to you guys by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car's ever going to need. rockauto.com be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast, which is why we named it that. And it's hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And welcome back to the Locked On A's Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, Leave us a rating and a review if you can. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for me, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I did not flip this page to get ready for this, but here we go. Former Astros manager A.J. Hinch returned to Houston and got a standing ovation. I don't know what they were chanting, but I assume that it was one of us, one of us, uh, because... They're creepy over there. Uh, this game was the Casey Mize show, though. I know that A.J. Hinch got a nice standing ovation and a weird chance, but this game was dominated by his ace, Casey Mize. Uh, he might not be the ace of this staff just yet because they still got Matthew Boyd, but Casey Mize is coming, and the host of Locked On uh, Tigers, uh, Chris I don't remember his last name, Castanelli. He is very famous. I don't know what his last name is. It's... He's a great guy, um, but he kept saying that this was his breakout game. Uh, everybody's going to be circling this date on their calendar, uh, April 12th, 2021, as the first game or the game that he became started to become what he is. And so this is the Casey Mai show. He went seven innings, gave up four hits, zero earned runs, walked two and struck out five. It was his first big league win. Congratulations to Casey Mize on kicking the Astros. But, uh, that is a performance against that lineup too. And this lineup, um, they, they, they've now lost three in a row. The A's have won three in a row. So uh, now who's really good, you guys? Uh, Zach Greinke, he threw a pitch 51 miles an hour. You might have uh, seen it in your Twitter feed. Uh, they kept calling it an EFIS, but it was like a really slow curveball that didn't drop very much. It just kind of like kept an even plane and then just kind of landed in the catcher's mitt. It was weird. Uh, he got hit around pretty good, though. He went four and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up 10 hits, six earned runs, walked three, and struck out two. He gave up three home runs, that is three home runs uh, allowed, and then two strikeouts. 
you don't want to see that from your ace starting pitcher. And these are the reasons why I wasn't very high on the Astros to begin with. Uh, the Tigers jumped ahead four to nothing through three. They apparently have an offense that's really good. They show up every now and then. And this is the kind of game that I'm worried about this weekend when the Tigers come to Oakland. Uh, because they've got some decent pitching. It's not great, but it's decent. Uh, I think that we will actually be seeing both Casey Mize. I think that he would start the Sunday game. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's the Sunday game. And I think they also got Tarek Skubal. Uh, yeah, Tarek Skubal. Um, I, I think that he's also starting one of the games, but they might also be seeing like Jose Urania and Matthew Boyd. So uh, it, a little bit of both. We'll, we'll see. Uh, Who's who ends up starting, but I think that those are the the probables right now. I'll have to double check that uh, later on. But anyways, moving back to what happened in this game in the second inning, Renato Nunez, former A's great Renato Nunez, got a, uh, hit a double, and then Grayson Griner, I think he's like six foot six behind the dish, uh, he hit a homer. So that was two runs right there, and then in the third, Renato Nunez and Akil Badu went back to back. Uh, that's, that's three home runs right there. That's Zach Greinke's performance. Uh, Akil Badu was not done. He added a sack fly in the fifth and an RBI single came from, uh, Grayson Griner. So that's six runs right there. The bottom, like th three guys in this lineup, I think seven, eight, nine did all of the damage against Zach Greinke. And so apparently they got a really deep lineup in, uh, in Detroit. And so that's a little scary. Anyway, the Astros tried to come back a little bit late, late, late in this game against the bullpen. Uh, Michael Brantley hit a solo shot off of Buck Farmer. Never going to get tired of that name, Buck Farmer. And uh, that was Michael Brantley's second of the season. Carlos Correa led off the ninth with a solo shot of his own against Jose Cisnero. Uh, and that was his third of the season. So Carlos Correa is still hitting dingers. I traded him in fantasy. Don't know why. No, I know why. I don't like him. That's why. I got Kyle Lewis. He's going to be fine once he gets back from the IL. So uh, that's that's what happened in that game. The Detroit Tigers, not a terrible team right now. Uh, I, I We should be a little bit more scared than I think that most of us are, but... I don't know that they're there yet. They're not at, you know, 2012. They're going to kick us out of the ALDS levels just yet, but they're on the route there. And that is scary. There's some good teams coming up in the majors that uh, we got to be worried about. And Detroit's one of them. Seattle's another one. The landscape's about to change and it might not be, you know, Yankees, Rays, A's, Astros, and Angels off and on. Um, and whoever's in the central, who's good at the time. So uh, th there's going to be a shift in power. So it's coming. Get, get excited or not. Uh, the A's now have a negative 28 run differential. Take that. Uh, they're four and seven. Uh, they are now in fourth place in the AL West, not last anymore, you guys. Uh, the Texas Rangers are now three and seven, so they stink. And the Detroit Tigers are four and six. They have a negative 21 run differential, even with that nice win against the Astros. The Astros now sit at six and four, so uh, the A's are only two and a half back of Houston, even after the shellacking that they took in those first six games. So uh, it's still really early, you guys. I hope we're having fun. I hope you guys have fun with the, the tweets and all that stuff. Uh, I've been playing around with some of the, the social media graphics and all that stuff. So hopefully I got some cool things to drop on you for that. Uh, you know, like when Matt Olson goes deep, I was working on that today. So uh, you know, Monday as I'm recording this, I haven't gone to sleep yet. So um, yeah, so that's that's the show for today, you guys. Hopefully tomorrow I got Miller, Jane Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks doing a nice little crossover, figuring out what the hell they're up to. 
and then I, well, we'll recap the series and all that stuff for you guys. But that is it for me today, you guys. So until next time, uh, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk at you tomorrow. <laughs>